Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. We've been, as for quite some time now, talking about the presence of God and being able to recognize him and enjoy his presence and hear God clearly. And one of the things we're wanting to be aware of for for our own encouragement is why we're doing this. Why are we wanting to know God? What benefits do we receive? And to start, let's just take a couple moments to let God draw us. Remember your spirit, if you've been born again, your spirit already knows everything that's going on in the spiritual, the supernatural, and the natural realms. Your spirit already has all the information, encouragement, power, authority, direction, everything necessary to live a kingdom life is already residing in your spirit. So our problem is our soul. Now God gave you a soul to dwell in this body while we're here on this earth. I don't know whether it existed before you came onto this earth and don't know if it exists after you leave. But at least for a while we're here, we have a particular soul, a mind, a will, and an emotion. And the way God put it together makes up a temperament. Those are just words. You know, if you have an understanding in a different way, that's perfectly fine. But what we want to focus on is that while we were dead, our soul still had needs that God created, that those needs met were met by our spirit as the conduit for God's eternal life. When we died, and because we were born dead in our spirit, because of Adam and Eve, our needs were not met. And so our soul created a fake soul, a mask, a fraud, an imposter to get our needs met the best way it could. Now God is stripping away your fraud, your fake soul, so that your true soul could take its rightful place as receiving the eternal life 
that is now available in your spirit. I hope that makes sense to you because when you understand that, you be, we begin to understand what God is doing in our lives. That the circumstances he has brought into our lives are there to show us where we are still relying on our fraud, our fake soul, to meet our needs rather than the Spirit of God. Which is, again, already in connection with our spirit and wants to connect with our soul. The, the, the barrier between our spirit and our soul is our fake soul. So God is doing everything he can, your spirit in cooperation, to get rid of that fake soul. You can't get rid of it. You can't do it. And when you try to, it only strengthens it. The best you can do is rest. The best you can do is focus on letting God be God and learning to live and walk and move and have your being in those areas where God is leading you. This is why... Rest and quietness and peace and being able to hear him and being having the confidence that we're hearing him internally and externally in every way. Rather than how productive we are or how anything about our behavior, we can do that on our own. We don't need God to look like a good Christian. But you and I want reality. We want a real relationship with God. We want to be changed. We want that peace and joy and rest and comfort and the power and the authority and Whatever comes with what God wants to do at any given time, we want everything he has for us for this time because we want what God wants for us. Don't settle for anything less than everything he has for you. One of the reasons we have a fake soul is because our needs were not met. And because they were not met, we were hurt. We were hurt in our emotions. We were hurt by others and ourselves and by our perceptions of God. We believe lies in our mind about God, about others, about ourselves. And we made poor decisions. We made poor decisions for ourselves, for others, and about God. So every area of our soul, we have messed it up. But our soul 
to protect itself, created this fake soul to protect. And God knows that. God knows we're hurt. God knows we've been wounded and rejected. And God knows that our soul, in response to that, creates a fake soul. Now, the purpose of that fake soul is to control. To control outwardly, to prevent rejection, to prevent more wounding. Now, the problem is, is once we become a Christian, God won't let you continue to live with those wounds. With the shame and the anger and the lies, God wants to heal the wounds in your emotions. He doesn't want you to live with those. God wants to heal those lies you believe in your mind with the truth. God wants to reverse those bad decisions with the truth. Now, he can do all that by healing you. And that's the process that he is working on. Now, your soul, the fake soul, if you were not wounded and you knew how to go to God to get healed because you're going to be, regardless, you're going to be hurt again, you're going to be wounded, you're going to be rejected again, your fake soul doesn't want to die. When our soul is fully connected with God, we don't need protection. Because just like Jesus learned to go to his Father to get healed, we learn how to go, God, go to God to get healed. We're not afraid of making mistakes. We're not afraid of being hurt by others. We're not afraid of finding out we've been believing a lie. We're not afraid of anything. So we don't need protection. We don't need that fake soul. But our fake soul doesn't want to die. And it's going to fight for its life. And it's going to try to use every tactic, tactic it can. The tactics it once used to protect you will now turn around and use those same tax, tactics against you. It will bring back to you everything that you've done wrong, every feeling that you thought you were over. It will, will remind you of every mistake you've ever made. That's not God. That's your fake soul. But there's that simplicity. The world system has already been conquered. Your enemies have already been conquered. Your world system and Satan has already been conquered. 
But God uses those two enemies to unmask your fake soul. So we are here on this earth to give God that time to heal us and remove our fake soul. Now, he doesn't remove the fake soul all at once. He doesn't remove that barrier all at once. I don't think we could stand it. And he's working from both sides of the barrier. He is within you. So he's working already to heal your wounds. But also, he's chipping away at that barrier, that fake soul, that wall. Part of that is we learn to live an entirely different way. We learn to live as spirit beings. But there's the simplicity of what is our role? What do we do? How do we cooperate with God? We give him the two things we, we can give him our time and attention and trust that he will do the rest. A good illustration is, is if you want to go out and get a tan, you prepare, you pick a sunny day and you pick the right time of day and you have the right clothing on and you're going to go sit on the beach or whatever. But then what do you do? You just rest. And you trust that you will be getting a tan. But it's not something you do. It's just you're in the right place. You've been, like I said, you've prepared. You've gotten ready. You've done everything you can do. But then you're just available. It's the same way with God. Make yourself available. Now, he will put his finger on those things that he wants to draw your attention to. Don't get distracted. Just respond, Lord, what do I do with this? Over time, you will begin to hear him more and more clearly. Now, we start with those yes and no questions. And part of it is hard when we start to go, okay, this is the issue I've got. This is what he's drawing my attention to. How do I turn this into a yes or no question? Well, sometimes it's A, B, or C. Sometimes it's this or that. Because he's the teacher. Ask him. The goal is not to fit a certain process, but bring it to simplicity to make it as easy as possible for you to hear. So say you're asking him about a job switch, but instead of two options, you've got three. And you've done all your research, and they all seem equal. And you're okay with going... You and your family are okay with going to any one of these jobs. And you ask, Lord, which one do you want me to go with? And you go, 
this one's going to be A, this one's going to be C, B, and this one's going to be C. Lord, is it A, B, or C? Now, over time, that all happens in the blink of an eye. You don't need to go through a long process because that routine of bringing it into the simplicity, making it as easy as possible, making it easier on yourself to hear him. And the other thing that does is it leaves us then open when he has D, when he says D. What I have for you is not open to you right now. It's not A, B, or C. There's something else. I want you to I want you to say no to all of them. Or he might even say, doesn't matter. You pick. The point being that we can enjoy our time here on earth when we know we are doing shall we say our part by giving him our time and attention and learning to rest and recognizing that the circumstances in our lives are there to bring us healing and remove the barriers that are there between us being able to receive eternal life in its fullness now. So, Lord, right now, Lord, if there's an area where we are struggling, just ask that you would give us a greater clarity for hearing you. Sharpen our hearing. Give us a a fresh thirst and a hunger to hear you so clearly and not only be able to hear you clearly, but a rest and a comfort and a joy when we hear your voice. Lord, those who have specific needs, especially with physical healings, Lord, I just ask that you would touch them right now with their joints and their knees and even those athletic injuries. Lord, just touch those right now. Restore to perfection, to the way you created those injuries. Thank you, Lord. So we've been talking about the personal presence of God. God is a person, and he is right there. He's your personal guidance counselor. He's your personal God. He's your personal friend. He's your personal physician. He's your personal caregiver. He's your personal teacher. He's... He is there to meet all your needs. He is there meeting your personal needs. He knows better than you do what you need. Part of our challenge is that we don't give him the credit that he really even cares about us, about our the little things. We want to save him for the big things. And he's like, everything is the same to him. 
There's no big thing and little thing. Let him decide what he wants to talk to you about. A lot of times when he's talking to you about this over here, he's healing you over on the other side. He knows how he wants to do things. He knows how he wants to get there. And he knows the order of things that he that he wants to do to bring you into complete healing. And he also knows what encouragement you need. But he wants to be the one to give you that encouragement. And he does that through his personal presence. His first, the first way he makes himself known to us. We've been talking about cultivating quietness. The first manifestation of the personal presence is that sense of rest. Where we can just be calm. And this is regardless of what's going on around you. When Moses was assigned his ministry to free God's people, he asked God for someone to go with him. Now, God could have assigned all his angelic armies, all of his resources, and all the power of the universe to go with Moses to free the people. But when Moses said, I need help, he promised Moses two things. My presence shall go with you, and I will give you rest. Not power, not an army, not wealth, not creativity or organization or a map. His presence and rest. Now, he did provide those other things in different ways through the journey. But what God wanted him to know that he needed was God's presence and rest. Now, what is rest? Rest is not just sleeping through things. Rest is not passivity. And you will find as you cultivate that quiet lifestyle that you can be totally at rest as you carry out your daily routine. You can be at perfect rest while you are doing everything, while you are driving to work, while you are playing sports, while you are watching TV, while you are 
discussing things with your spouse, while you are playing with your kids, while you are trying to stay awake in your business meeting, you can be at perfect rest regardless of what's going on. While you're doing calculus, while you're performing brain surgery, while you're failing, while you're succeeding, you can be at perfect rest. Because rest is not the lack of activity. But rest is the freedom from self-effort. As God heals you and removes that fake soul, the Spirit of God is present in your soul and does the work for you. Your qualities and uniqueness will always be present in you. Your identity is valuable to God, and he loves it. He gave it to you. But you don't even know what you're really like. until the Spirit of God is flowing unhindered into and through you. And as he heals you, as God heals you, and is more and more flowing through you unhindered, you will be surprised at who you really are. Because what he wants to do in and through you, he will accomplish without any of your solical effort. Does that, that mean you're not engaged with him? Absolutely not. But you're engaged with him as a spirit. Now, this is one of those things that as you spend more and more time with him, you will begin to experience that's what that's like. I get it now. We can spend hours and hours and hours trying to understand, okay, this is what it's like when God is moving through me and I have ceased from my own self-effort and I have joined with God to do this. But it is better for you to experience it yourself you will then have an aha moment and God will have made himself real and you will see yourself in a totally different way. You will begin to see, oh, this is how I really am. This is how God really put me together to receive the eternal life and this is what eternal life looks like in this vessel. You cannot cease from your own self-effort. God will relieve you of that. Again, the most we can do is make ourselves available by giving him our time and attention. In your spirit, you have already agreed to everything else. 
because he is going to point out areas where he where he'll say you're giving somebody else more authority in your life than me. This is an area you're holding on to the way you've always done things. You need to let go in this area. Your spirit has already agreed to all those things. He's you've already said yes to everything he wants to do in your life. All he's doing is announcing to your consciousness, this is what I'm doing. So even if you resist him and you say no, it's too late. You've already said yes. This is why he says, taste and see what the Lord has done. And stand and see the mighty works of the Lord. This is about you and him. It's not about what he's going to accomplish in the world or what he wants you to do for him. This is a personal relationship with a personal living God. So be encouraged. He's got big plans for you. You're exactly in the right place at the right time where he wants you. So rest, relax, let him be the God. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be getting back together again the same time next week. Until then, have a great weekend. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainer's Radio. Have a great night.